Episode 10 of Doc Fermento Discovers the World. Today, we're going to the dark side with Sean Croxton. He's the author of The Dark Side of Fat Loss, and he's Mr. Underground Wellness, undergroundwellness.com. He's got it all going on over there, podcasts, blog, vlog, all, all that. He's, uh, he's huge and blowing up even bigger. He doesn't really need my intro, but... Um, Anyone who could throw out a quote like, how can old school food cause new diseases is super cool in my book. So I really hope you enjoy this because I sure enjoyed talking to Sean. So that's it. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Doc Fermento Discovers the World. Today we have a an awesome health and fitness guru, Sean Croxton from Underground Wellness. Hi, Sean. <laughs> What's up, Brian? How's always it going? Get a, always get a little weirded out when someone calls me an, a guru. <laughs> hey, that's that's why you're here, though, man. I believe it. So I, I've anointed you guru, <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> even if it's just for today. <laughs> Hey, why don't you give us a what's up, y'all? Yo, what's up, y'all? There we go. There we go. <laughs> now my, uh, uh, you know, we can get a, a, a bit of the flavor. That's cool. <laughs> hey, you know, um, to get started here, let's let's talk about, um, you know, your background. Well, my background is uh, I'm just really a big nerd, and I went to uh, California State University and studied kinesiology and got a good background in the human body and anatomy and some basic nutrition stuff and did really well in my classes. You know, like I said, I'm a nerd. I'm the guy who, like, literally got done with the test in five minutes, and everybody would look up like, what the hell's going on here? But... um I really wanted to save the world from obesity, which is kind of my mission still, obesity as well as other things, and use the information uh, that I learned in college with real people, because I ended up becoming a personal trainer right after college, and I found that, yo, this stuff doesn't really work too well, you know, and... um, Blamed my clients a lot for it, to be honest. Didn't think it had anything to do with my program at all, you know. But um, <laughs> eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is happening a bit too often. You know, the, these college girls are crying a little bit too much in my office about <laughs> their inability to drop weight after all the work they put in, all the all the starvation they put themselves through. And so... You know, eventually, you know, to help them and also to help myself, because I used to have like miserable anxiety issues and whatnot, um, I just started reading other stuff. You know, I always tell people I feel like I got my master's degree from Amazon.com because it's just, (laughs) I've read everything, you know, not everything, but I've just read hundreds and hundreds of books, you know, alternative books, you know, things that aren't quite in line with what I had learned in college. And I've applied them to myself. I've applied them with people in my practice and they work a whole lot better than what I was doing before. And so I'm a big guy. I'm a guy who says, Hey, if it works, you know, just continue to do it. And so that's what I've done. Yeah. So you, what were you doing? What was wrong? What, what it was, what, it was all calories in, calories out. It was all low-fat diet, high-carbohydrate, food guide pyramid, get on the treadmill for an hour a day, you know, um, deprive yourself, you know, that type of 
diet and lifestyle that I was doing with my clients, uh, you know, not paying attention to any of the, you know, what I call missing links, you know, such as digestion and stress and sleep and hormones and toxicity and things of that sort. Just just a really narrow tunnel vision focused on calories in, calories out. And, you know, for some people, they did get some some temporary benefit out of it. But, you know, in the long term, they ended up being worse off than they were when they started. Yeah, just getting up and moving and those things, right, that, that gets you going and gets you, you know, that that's a big pickup. But then you you plateau or you can even go backwards on that plan, I guess. Yeah, no one's really looking for short-term results. You know what I mean? That, that's just not really what we want nor what I wanted to give anybody or help somebody to achieve. And so, um, you know, when I recognized that and said, hey, this isn't working very well for the people I'm applying this to, as well as myself. I mean, I was miserable on my low-fat diet. I remember reading labels, you know, on these weird foods that I look at now. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I ate that. And just, like, making sure the saturated fat was really low and that, you know, it had tons of carbohydrates and lots of fiber, you know, despite the fact that I was literally excusing myself from my personal training session every 10 minutes so I can go to the bathroom and fart because I was, you know, taking in so much fiber. Mm-hmm. But that that probably should have told me that I was doing something wrong. But um, <laughs> probably, you know, yeah, it, it, it took a little bit of, you know, there was a little bit of cognitive dissonance in the, in the beginning. But, you know, I just took that leap and, you know, I joined what I like to call the dark side. And I'm very glad that I did it because I've been able to help a lot of people people sense. Yeah, so who, who were some of your first um who did you go to first? What did who did you first discover on this new path? Oh, wow. There was um Paul Check who I'm actually interviewing in about two and a half hours. Paul Check was was huge for me. I remember I thought he was an absolute kook the first time I saw him. I saw him on a show on um, some some TV show with, with Laird Hamilton. I thought he was just out of his mind, but I got into him, got into Dr. Mercola, Bill Walcott, um, Lauren Cordain, The Paleo Diet is one of the first books that I ever bought that was anything different from what I had read before, um, as well as Weston Price's book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, um, which at the time was pretty hard for me to get through, but, you know, the gist of it, you know, in terms of just eating real foods and how, you know, these people People had different diets and were extremely healthy. And the commonality amongst them all is that they did not consume these Western processed foods. You know, just getting that simple point from nutrition and physical degeneration was enough for me to go, you know what, maybe when I graduated from college, I was more of a representative for the food industry than anything else. And um, so those are the, 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 the handful of people who I learned from in the beginning. And it's just been a, a complete journey. Like I'll read a book and it'll refer to some other book and I'll be like, oh, I want to read it. Go to Amazon, order it. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just it's just an endless thing. I have about 50 books on my kitchen table right now that I have to tackle this year and it'll just grow. Yeah, I saw your list for the 2011 book list. It was extensive. That's <laughs> for yeah. sure. A lot of reading. You said you're talking to Paul Check today? Yeah, I'm talking to Paul Check. He's doing a presentation for the Paleo Summit that I'm putting on in February. So that's what I've been spending most of my time doing is just interviewing people. I interviewed uh, Dallas and Melissa Hartwig today about um, vegetarianism for or, or how, how to implement the paleo principles, more of the paleo principles for vegetarians. Um, I had Allison Seebecker on this morning talking about uh, paleo digestive troubleshooting. And so um, yesterday was Dr. Chong. We talked about earthing 
working as a nutrient. And so just banging out interviews and getting ready for this huge event that we're putting on in February. Oh, very cool. Yes, yeah. Speaking of uh, interviews, so you have a, you also have a podcast or radio show actually that, that you podcast. Yes, we do have Underground Wellness Radio, which I started, um, gosh, maybe three years ago. I was just, I got interviewed by somebody on Blog Talk Radio, and I was like, wow, you can just do this for free? Really? And um, I eventually said, you know what? I've got all of these authors who I would love to speak with. And I just said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start my own show and invited a few people on. And they said yes. And I was like, wow, people actually want to talk about this stuff with me. And I can share it with all these YouTube viewers that I have at the time and um it's been great i mean i've literally interviewed the the who's who of health and fitness and wellness and it's been quite a pleasure and uh we're we're out of season right now i usually take a a month off every year just to kind of chill and clear my head out but we're, we're back um this thursday and we're looking like this next season's going to be two shows per week uh that's what it looks like it's going to be okay i look forward to it i know um I had recommended your show to a friend without even having heard it. <laughs> really? Thank you. <laughs> That's just because of your website. I appreciate that. And then he that. got back to me and he said, no, you have to listen to this show now. It's the best show out there. And I'm like, all right. So, yeah, fairly recent for me, but I'm a huge convert. I love, I love the podcast, so I can't wait for you to get back to work. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brian. What are some of the biggest confounding things you found what what really has blown your mind that you discovered after school at, you know oh gosh maybe gosh there's so many things i think the first one would was um that saturated fat isn't killing me i think that that's pretty huge because i was just the saturated fat guy watch your saturated fat it's going to give you heart disease watch mm-hmm. your cholesterol make sure you take the the yolk out of the out of the egg um <laughs> don't eat the skin on the chicken like so all these things that i used to preach and um i can't remember exactly who it was that that changed my mind about that but it, it was somebody and uh, that was probably the the biggest shift in my thinking um the problems with the grains i was a food guy pyramid type of guy and mm-hmm. you know that that six to eleven series of grains is what i taught everybody who came through that personal training door and learning about some of the problems with grains you know talking about gluten and lectins and and things of that sort um I think that was a huge shift in my thinking as well. What it really did was it turned the food guy pyramid completely upside down on me. And um, when I began to implement that, I mean, I was back in the day, I was like on Paxil and stuff. I called them my happy pills because that was like the only way I was going to be happy. And I think one of the big reasons why I had such a hard time being happy and just having a normal mood was because my... um, fats were just way too low like i was trying to go through the day eating less than 10 grams of fat and that was just completely boneheaded of me but at the time i just really didn't know much better um the cholesterol thing you know if your cholesterol is over 200 then you're gonna die um or need to be on some type of medication i think that um you know Unlearning that, you know, unwashing mm-hmm. and, you know, that the brainwashing that was going on in my head, getting rid of that was, was very helpful because it taught me that food is not something that needs to be feared. You know, we, we were so afraid of food and unfortunately we're afraid of the wrong foods. The foods that we need the most are the ones that we're most afraid of and that's causing a huge issue right now in society in general. And so um, those were 
the things that that blew my mind to, to add on to that um, interval training, you know, because again, I was in the personal training field. It's not what I've done for the last few years. But, you know, instead of having somebody on a treadmill for an hour, or even sometimes two hours, I was a little bit crazy and militant <laughs> back in the day. Um, you know, just short bursts of, of exercise, interval training, running stairs, doing, you know, going on the treadmill if you want to and doing 45 seconds on and taking a minute off and just doing those types of um, um uh, intervals are, mm-hmm. are, are really helpful for a lot of people and a lot more bang for your buck and save them a lot of time. Yeah, save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Hey, <clears throat> you've ever considered or do you talk to your your ed, your previous educators, the people from San Diego State University, and say, hey, what the hell did you teach me? Or have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I tried that. Many years ago, when I had first read uh, Good Calories, Bad Calories, and um, I remember going in there and speaking. So I was, I was, you know, pretty good with with several of my professors. Um, they liked me a lot, and I would go into one particular professor's office uh, every now and then and just teach him or tell him, I should say, about some of the things that I had learned. And I mean, that man would look at me like I was just crazy. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> he'd be like, "No, this is totally wrong." You know, despite the fact that you know he had his own issues as well and was on statin medications and whatnot and i was you know he blamed it completely on genetics which which could be a factor but you know when i was considering what this particular individual consumed and you know how he felt and some of the markers he had told me about i you know i was like hey man it's your diet you know your, your diet needs some help and these statins probably aren't helping and you probably don't need to be on them and all this stuff but you know I just get my, you know, he just shakes his head and says, I don't know what I'm talking about. And so, and that's, that's fine. And, you know, when, when you read an article or a book, I should say like Gary Tao's book, and you see that there's 80 something pages and references there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you you got, it has to carry a little bit of weight. And uh, again, you know, when it's working for real people, that's a whole other, you know, ball game because what, again, what I was doing with my clients as well as with myself you know, based on the stuff that I learned in my education just wasn't working. And that, that's really what's most important, what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. When you're out in the field and you're working with individuals, you know, you get to this anecdotal evidence, but you see it and it's real. It's real life. You know, yeah. you don't need a randomized double blind study to show you that fat is good for you. You know, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. no, really, really. I mean, I feel like all you need is some, maybe a little bit of, I hate to say it because it sounds a little, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is, but it, it sounds, it, it's, it's logical to a certain extent because I always say to people, I don't understand how an old school food can cause a brand new disease. You know, <laughs> in, the early, in the early 1900s, in medical school, they didn't even teach heart disease. You know, if you look mm-hmm. at some of the writings of these old missionaries who lived with indigenous populations who had never touched Western processed foods, you know, there was very, very little cancer. You know, look at Western Price and look at just the smiles and the, the health of the people that he visited. You know, no dental problems. They didn't have any of these modern issues, even though they consumed diets, you know, which for many of them were high in saturated fats and animal products, and they just ate real food, you know, that that's my my stance, I've gone through all these different diets, metabolic typing, Atkins, da, 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 South mm-hmm. Beach diet, and I've just really come to this whole conclusion, considering adherence rate, and considering 
our ancestors just eat real food. You know, jerf is what we call it. And um, I only just discovered what the heck that meant on Twitter <laughs> just about two days ago. Yeah, I, just, I just seen it, and I just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, what an ugly word, but. <laughs> Hey, it's cool. It's getting the message across, but yeah, it's got a catchy. People like it. Jerf, just eat real food, and uh, yeah. But when do... you say just eat real food, not everything's food, even if it's whole. Like I'm just thinking grains. Yeah, yeah. There are a few caveats, and you know that that's why I explain that on YouTube, and I explain that in my book. Um, you know what just eat real food really means and so um some people don't know what real food is in the first place which yeah. is you know pretty interesting and well, I you, was just, you just oh. snuck that book in there let's 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 cover that okay let's talk the, the, the dark side of fat loss oh yeah the dark side of fat loss yeah. is is my ebook i like to clarify it's an ebook cuz some people are like i bought your book and i didn't know it was an ebook i thought it was a physical <laughs> copy but we're working on that that physical okay. thing they're really expensive to print up gosh mm-hmm. no idea but um that's dead don't worry about it <laughs> seriously it it is these days unfortunately yeah. but um yeah it's it's about fat loss but it should be called the dark side of getting healthy because that's really what fat loss is all about. Fat loss is sexier, though. Yeah, you fat know. loss is – if I called it the dark side of getting healthy, we wouldn't have yeah. sold anything. No, <laughs> you know no. what I mean? It, would, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. But, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the whole thesis in there is that you don't lose fat to get healthy. You have to get healthy to lose fat. And it kind of goes – it goes well beyond the diet part, even though we do talk about just eat real food. And I do teach people how to listen to their body so they can figure out what kind of diet and what macronutrient proportions actually works right for them. Because some people, they they pick up a diet book and this diet book says, you need to eat exactly like this. Mm -hmm. And then that individual eats exactly like that and it doesn't work because that diet – is the author's diet. You know, it may not have been the right diet for mm-hmm. you. You know, mm-hmm. getting back to Weston Price, who, you know, studied the Inuits who had like an 80, 90% fat diet, mm-hmm. or he studied, uh, or we'll use the example of the Katavans, a, a more modern day example, have like a 60, 70% carbohydrate diet, and they're all equally healthy. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find out what's, what works right for you. Um, but we do talk about, like I said earlier, some of those missing links. We talk about stress. Um, we talk about sleep. I write about um, digestion and why that's so important. You know, there's so many people out there. 60% of the people who are listening to this right now have some type of digestive dysfunction. And so if you've got digestive dysfunction, you're trying to maximize your diet. Well, if your, your digestion's off, you're not going to be able to maximize your diet that well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have in there? Detoxification. We don't really have a detox program in there, but I help people to identify where the toxins are or what the toxins are in their immediate environment um, and how to replace them, what to replace them with. That's really, really important because, you know, people tend to focus on, hey, we've gotten overweight since there's been this big change in our diet. We've shifted to processed food. But at the same time, there's been a huge shift to chemicals and things in our environment. And, you know, one of the newer realms of research um, is obesogens. And what obesogens are are these chemicals that make us fat by altering our hormones and our endocrine system. They're called endocrine disruptors. They can mimic hormones such as estrogen. They can make your hormones overfire, underfire, fire at the wrong time, on and on. So these are a contributor to fat gain as well. And you know, most importantly 
gosh, we cover so much stuff in the book. I was going to say, did you, what, did you leave anything out? <laughs> oh, I, 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 there's so much stuff in there. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. And wow. to me, it is. But yeah, that's we, cool. Most importantly, we talk about mindset mm-hmm. because, I mean, that is so critical when you're trying to get healthy or attempting to lose fat because we know so many people who have – really tackled it and really tried hard but two three weeks into it they start to sabotage themselves or they're they're going at it for the wrong reasons they want to get you know in good shape for their what do you call it their new year's resolution Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. their uh what do you call it their their high school reunion and things of that sort and it's just it's just too flimsy so we talk about getting your mind right in there because i think to me it's one of the most critical pieces uh, of this whole health thing I think it it absolutely is. I mean, sometimes you know, people in my family think I'm some type of health guru or something when all I am is just an experimenter. I've I've tried everything for a short periods of time. And yet, they all look at me kind of with the, it's like the, they would never ask me for advice because there's a few things in my life that I'm way out of balance on. Mm-hmm. So it like it negates my whole all my knowledge. Mhm. And you know what? None of us are ever going to be perfect either. You know, I have those, my little vices that I like to do as well. I'm I'm by no means perfect either. Uh, We can just do what we can. And, you know, something I write in the book is is that that 80-20 rule, you know, you don't have to do Mm -hmm. this stuff right all the time. We have to be realistic. Um, I don't want anybody out there to be the the quote unquote weird person. You know what I'm saying? That person who can't go out to eat with their friends because the food at the restaurant isn't organic. And, you know, as much as we like to be per- perfect if you're not mm-hmm. being a human being um this whole lifestyle is probably going to make you fairly miserable to be honest yeah but unless you enjoy the fight and then maybe it's worth it because because if you turn for me i'm kind of uh, i kind of want to bring it to people like um we're going to go to tj friday's for dinner i'm not going why aren't you going because that's disgusting and i'll just say that we're not mm-hmm. going there. Well, you know, we're kind of shunned by the rest of the family. They don't know how to act around us. But in my way, that's my that's the path I'm on right now. I just mm-hmm. can't I'm not going to do the 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it involves commercialism or 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 supporting of it. You know what I mean? Like if it's at someone's house, I'll try things, but I'll talk to them. Do you know what I mean? I'm more I want to see some, uh, learn about ways to, to be a change agent mm-hmm. to help people uh, more. And I like it. If, that, if that's your choice and you're completely comfortable with that, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, you know, personally myself though, and I talked to <clears throat> some of the, the biggest health gurus in the world mm-hmm. and 99% of them know how to get down. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're, they'll, they'll, they'll break their diets. They'll stay up too late every, every once in a while, 80% of the time they do it right though, but that other 20%. And it's so hard, you know, if I'm going to be a model for someone and I'm doing thing per- things perfect all the time. The average individual, that's overwhelming to them. I think it really helps to put their their mind at ease when they say, you know what, Sean can go out to TGI Fridays mm-hmm. with me and just pick the best thing on the menu mm-hmm. and, um, you know, not really try to... to I don't want to say alienate, but 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 isolate himself or isolate myself, yeah, I should yeah. say, from the rest of the world. I just don't think. I think life is just there's just too much fun to be had. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And that's just me. Instead, and whereas, here's my thing. Whereas most people are doing it right 20% of the time, hey, if you can flip it upside down and do 80% and do it wrong 20%, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's livable. There are some exceptions. You know, if someone has a gluten sensitivity, you know, which is a permanent deal, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be having any gluten. You should have a gluten-free beer and gluten-free meals. But, yeah. you know, beyond that, enjoy yourself, people. Yeah, see, you're one of these fun guys, and I'm, I'm just a <laughs> negative, cantankerous old man. I'm like 80, but 40. It's, yeah. It'll probably start showing up on my face pretty soon, but. I love the word cantankerous. That's a great word. I got to use that one more often. Well, I'm stuck with it. If you ever want to think of cantankerous, think of me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So where are we at here? Let's go to digestion. That's my, that's my gig, you know, because I'm a, well, the name of the show, Doc Fermento. That's my thing, is fermented foods because of my digestive problems that I had my whole life. Um, let's just jump into digestion a little bit. What are you seeing out there? What are people suffering from? Oh, it's the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, Acid reflux, uh, bloating, I see a lot, um, constipation, diarrhea every every now and then, but uh, lots of bloating, a lot of challenging times um, or issues with digesting protein, you know, eating food and it just kind of sits in the stomach. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the primary things that, that, that I see. Uh, one of the awesome things that I'm able to do, which a lot of other people aren't, um, due to the fact that I took the functional diagnostic nutrition course is I have a, the ability to test people. You know, we always say, don't guess, you know, make sure you test. And that allows me to do things like stool testing. I mean, you'll, you'll be shocked. I would say 85, 90% of my clients have something going on in their stool. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be an H. pylori infection, Giardia, Cryptosporidium parvum, something's something's living in their body. Find it very, very often. Um, leaky gut is extremely common. Mm-hmm. There's another test that I run called the intestinal barrier screen that allows me to look for bacterial overgrowth, uh, yeast overgrowth, um, antibodies to different dietary proteins like cow's milk, corn, soy, uh, as well as wheat and egg, uh, also allows me to look at their, their gut immune system. So mm-hmm. 80% of the immune system is in the gut. So I get to look at that, the secretory IgA in there, which is really cool. And I, to be honest, with this particular test, it's a saliva test, and I haven't seen a normal one yet. Huh. And you know everybody's just just off. The gut is just thrown off, and that's uh-huh. for many reasons. I mean, maybe you weren't breastfed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe uh, you didn't get that colostrum that first few days of mother's milk that really activates the immune system. I mean, that that's huge. Maybe you're on antibiotics uh, frequently as a child. Um, maybe you are you're gluten sensitive, and you've been always been gluten sensitive, but you've been eating gluten all your life, so it's been the slow destruction of your your gut. Um, maybe you've got candida overgrowth, which is very common. And um, one, of the, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why people out there may have sugar cravings is because yeast love to consume sugar. And so people are like, oh, my God, I can't get off of sugar. So that could be one of the reasons. And so these are the common things that I see. Um, yeah. Lots of food sensitivities as well. I mean, all yeah. this stuff is, is I, I cover it in detail in the book. But the reason why I covered it so in detail, and it's the, the longest chapter, I want to say it's almost a 40-page chapter in 
in the dark side of fat loss is because this is the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, you know, we can deal with diet and exercise and that's great. But what I find to be the root cause of many people's health problems, it's, it's right there in the gut. And so, you know, we, we find out what it is and then we implement, you know, a customized, personalized protocol for that individual. And it may be, you know, some type of botanical product to remove whatever infection they have in there. Of course, I have to refer them out to their doctor and give them the option whether or not they want to do a natural approach or a, or a medical approach. Um, typically, yeah. they do choose the, the natural approach, but get rid of it, replenish the bacteria um, in the gut, uh, replace some of these digestive enzymes in there, and also to heal the damage that's been going on in the gut. And that can take a, mm-hmm. a good while for a lot of people. Do you have Do you have to have some type of special licensing through your state or something to, to run these tests? Not for functional diagnostic nutrition. Um, we have a... Uh, a DO who actually is kind of oversees the program. And so we run the testing through him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool deal. So we're taught how to uh, interpret the test, how to do the mm-hmm. consulting, how to draw up the protocols and whatnot. And again, it is overseen. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then what are you permitted to do with the, with the information, you know, with the results of the tests? Um, you said botanicals, what does that mean? What are we look? What are we talking about? Herbs, mushrooms, yeah. what? Herb, her, herbal products primarily. There's a, a company called Rain Tree that we uh, we use a lot for antiparasitic, antifungal um, products. And then there's you know we use your your basic stuff, whether it be vitamin D or some L-glutamine or you know some of the mucosal repair products. Some of these you can mm-hmm. actually maybe get at your local Whole Foods store or mm-hmm. or um, um, supplement store. Um, it's, but yeah, that that's primarily. So you're kind of like the master librarian, basically. There's the whole world of these things, and you can point people in these different directions. You're not writing prescriptions per se, but you're saying no. go in this direction, this direction, this nutrient could help. Mm-hmm. You know. Exactly. Yeah. We recommend a protocol um, to fix it. And when the clients fix it or when they follow the protocol, it typically gets fixed. Um, I do retest. So if someone comes up with a particular infection, they do their protocol. Then 30 mm-hmm. days later, uh, we do a retest. And I got like a I'm hitting like 998 right now. There's only been like maybe two or three occasions where somebody still had it. And, you know, what, what, what we have to do is not just say, all right, we're just going to band-aid it and just use a botanical product, some herbs or whatnot, um, we have to make sure that they're following the diet and lifestyle principles, you know, that they are eating a diet that works right for them, that they are going to bed on time, that mm-hmm. they, they are reducing their stress load. They're taking an active um, role in getting themselves healthier and living a healthier lifestyle. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have an unfair advantage because against versus Western, straight Western medicine because, I, because you care. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you get yeah. to you're working on people on their like you said their mind you know and that's a huge advantage versus 10 minutes with a patient write a script and send them on their way see them mm-hmm. again in six months so uh, i love it yeah and the, the thing is is like 
you know, I've come to, after working with people for, for so long, I understand why the medical system is the way it is. You know, there's only so much that the doctor can do, unfortunately. And that's just the way that the, the system is. And so, you know, I, I don't, um, you know, see the medical profession or the doctors in a negative way. I see the system to be quite negative. But that's the advantage that I have is that I can work with somebody on a one-on-one and I can give them mm-hmm. a half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes well over an hour, you know, yeah, on a one-on-one yeah. to help them. Mm-hmm. But there's always that deal where it's like, is the person really going to do this? Cause that's, you know, I can give all of the tools, mm-hmm. but that's where the mindset stuff comes in. And I, I work with my clients a little bit on, on, on that as well. I'm no therapist by any means, yeah. but it is something that I've kind of moved toward is that mental, emotional part of it. Cause I want my clients to adhere to the program and, and when they do it again, you know, they'll get the results that they want. If they don't do it, then they're not. And I really have no control over that nor does the doctor and so the doctor says hey i can give you i can give you all these different lifestyle and food things and most of the people aren't going to do it yeah i was going to say that's the other advantage if someone's already in your office they're already of a different mindset to begin with do you know what i mean they've either completely bonked out on the their standard doctor and they're desperate or they're an open-minded experimenter or discoverer or something, you know, to, to search, to seek you out. So they're, they're obviously going to be a little more willing to listen. I would guess yeah. that'd be my guess. I don't know. Yes. Yes. That, that's very true. And they, they want to try something new. They're, they're fed up. They're at the end of their rope and mm-hmm. they're saying, Hey, I saw Sean on YouTube or I read his blog or I listened to his radio show and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a try. And, um, yeah, it's been great. So if someone's out there seeking, searching for health, who are we looking for? What are the names of the different practitioners? What is the, you know, what's the overarching field called? You call it FDN? There's functional diagnostic nutrition. If you go to if you go to functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, mm-hmm. um, you can find people who are are um, skilled in what, or who've been taught and trained in what I've been trained in. Okay. Um, you can also work with a, a naturopath as well uh or you can go to functionalmedicine.org and you can actually find um medical professionals who work in the way that I do from like a functional medicine uh perspective a holistic perspective and you can look by your uh, like your zip code to see who's uh, nearest you hmm. okay cool that's that's good stuff i know a friend of mine was having some serious trouble um with his family in their medical care and they were being serviced at the cleveland clinic at one of their extensions, which is, well, they have a good reputation, <laughs> but he was getting just, well, he was just getting shit on. I mean, they were, they were making his, his family sicker. And I just said, well, can just ask them if they have functional medicine docs on staff. So we asked and they said, yeah, we have a whole, an entire integrative medicine department. Awesome. He's like, so he just by asking, he went into the integrative medicine department. They just took a completely different approach. And they, they attacked it herbally and with some, you know, with the mind and some things. And he, my friend was reporting fantastic results, you know, but it took him to ask the question, is there a different path? You know, and, and fortunately there was. So, 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a secret little passageway that you got you gotta you gotta know about. Someone's gotta tell you about, and you've gotta ask. And I don't think anybody's gonna go out of their way in the in the medical profession to say, "Hey, have you tried our functional medicine department or integrative health department?" Mm-hmm. It's probably not gonna happen. And so that's why you and I are here to help to educate them, so they'll they'll know where to look. Well, I'm just here asking questions. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not teaching anything. <laughs> So it sounds like you're in a pretty rewarding position right now. Like you're you're getting some good, you're you're healing. You know, you're getting some some traction. Yeah, uh, definitely getting some traction. Um, reaching out to to more and more people. I've actually put um, consulting on a one on one on the back burner for the next few months, and just working on the you know the Paleo Summit as well as several other summits that I'm gonna be doing this year. Um, what's the and, real quick? Sorry, what's the Paleo Summit? What is that? The FX or something else? Actually, it's an online summit. So Paleo FX, we're gonna help to promote Paleo FX as well as the Ancestral Health Symposium, mm-hmm. and um, those are all live. Now, with the Paleo Summit, the Underground Wellness Paleo Summit, it's okay. it's, it's it's free and it's uh, to anybody on the internet worldwide who can't make it to those other live conferences. And so it's uh, really based on – I was actually hanging out with Kevin Gianni from Renegade Health uh, about a month ago, and we're, we're talking about what my next step is going to be. And he was telling me about his cancer summit, and, I, of course, I pr- participated in his uh, great health debate. And um, I was like, I want to do a summit, and we're sitting there thinking about what will be a good topic. And I was like, paleo. He's like, yeah, paleo is, is huge. And I was like, yeah, I'm all about paleo, you know, just eating real food. And so what it's going to be – is uh, it's going to be an eight-day event, most likely. That's what it's shaping up to be, unless mm-hmm. more people are going to jump in. And um, I'll be posting different presentations uh, for 24 hours. So there'll be two posted, we'll say, on Sunday uh, for free listening, free viewing, because we're taking the audios and we're making them into PowerPoint presentations on video. So it's going to be really cool, like you're really mm-hmm. at a conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 24 hours, we take those two down, replace them with another two, and so we're going to be doing that for about eight days, maybe nine days. And um, the entire set of interviews, as well as transcripts, as well as some pretty awesome bonuses, like I think Matt Stone is um, uh, going to let us use one of his eBooks, and Paul Check is uh, giving his, his um the last four doctors ebook to throw in there. I may throw in the dark side of fat loss as a bonus. And so we're going to sell all of the interviews plus these bonuses as a set for people who just want to have them forever. And so it's going to be pretty huge. We have a a phenomenal lineup, you know, again, Paul check, Mark Sisson, Matt Stone, uh, Denise Minger, um, Jimmy Moore, Dr. Jack Cruz, Diane San Filippo, or Juan LaCour, Sarah Fragoso. I can go on and on yeah, and on. Wow. Got an awesome, yeah, that's, got a, that's everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone. And then, then I get some, it. You know? Yeah, right. And, um, from there, in, in May, I'm planning on having the gluten slash celiac uh, summit, and then later on in the year is going to be an autism slash ADHD, and I still haven't figured out maybe like a naturopathic medicine um, summit at the end of the year, and so that's going to be my primary primary thing. No writing books this year because okay. that made me want to okay. tear my hair out. On uh, <laughs> yeah, just summits all year. Well, that's awesome. I love the the even the suggestion of gluten, you know, and all these other summits. That that's really great. When is the um, the paleo summit? It's looking like February 19th. I'm not going to okay. set that no, in stone fine. because mm-hmm. when you're launching stuff on the internet, sometimes things don't go the way you, you hope they would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll just send everyone to your main site for all the links on that or do you have somewhere yeah. specific? 
they can go to undergroundwellness.com. The the site will be linked from undergroundwellness.com, but it'll be paleosummit.com will be the main site. Okay, cool. Wow, that's going to be great. Yeah. You mentioned Kevin Gianni. Isn't he a like raw vegan? Not anymore. No. no. Oh. Um, he does consume some some cooked foods. Um, uh, he does. Gosh, I want to say he consumes. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to get this one wrong. Maybe okay, eggs, fine. maybe fish, or something like that. I, I, I'd rather let Kevin do it. But he's sure. definitely not a raw vegan anymore. No. Oh, wow. interesting. Kevin's the cool, coolest dude ever. I love hanging out with Kevin. He's he's just a wealth of information. Just a genuine, genuinely cool dude. I love that guy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I know. I, I remember reading about him back when I was vegetarian. I, I used to noodle around on his site, and I think I have his ebook, you know, a PDF book, and and all that. It's just all kind of coming back to me. I did have really bad memory from when I was a vegetarian. Right. <laughs> Literally, like, it's oh, there's a lot of fogginess there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's definitely tied in with the, the gut issue um, and probably some leaky gut stuff going on, things mm-hmm. passing through into the bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there, going through the liver, liver is getting backed up, getting some penetration of those toxins into the brain. Um, yeah, that's a really strong possibility. Yeah. Have you ever, I don't, I don't want to actually do a consultation, mm-hmm. but I, I really want to ask you some questions about yeah. your health. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's all good, though. Maybe we can do it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good because it's gonna be real personal. Let's just keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, ever since I was a child, I just suffered miserably, and I didn't even know. I, I, you're a kid. You don't know what's normal and what's not. Just crippling, doubled over gut pain, just wincing, as a, in you know, as a kid, you know, crapping your pants in school. If you, you know, eh, once every grade, you know, it's like. I didn't know that I thought I was bad. You know, I thought there was something wrong with me and I, I would never talked about it. You know, I tried to be very discreet, hiding, you know, you're outside playing and you're sitting on your foot so that you don't poop and you got to run home and you poop on your way home. I mean, this is not a joke and it's important and I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I think, you know, other people should, should understand that if they have any issues like that, they need to seek out some help and then it's, there's some, real functional natural ways to fix this shit (laughs) did you ever get a diagnosis on that at all no never i mean up until i was crapping my pants just a few years ago done a stool test for that no i've never done i've never been i went to the doctor because i had pretty severe asthma Mm -hmm. and uh, my gut issues so i was on every over-the-counter um you know uh ppi and and albuterol and uh the uh, steroidal inhaler, uh-huh. and um, just out of desperation, you know, I just went vegetarian. I lost a bunch of weight, which was cool. Um, but when I went paleo this past year, everything kind of kicked into gear. Like I'm, I'm much better now, but I have underlying things. I mean, you know, I've, I've got 35 plus year history of of suffering. You know, uh-huh. I just uh-huh. I just feel pretty good right now. But I know there are some long-lasting damage there did you see my video on the gut asthma connection uh no i haven't seen your video but i've read so much about you know gut brain gut you know gut lungs gut everything Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, you know i discovered fermented foods that was my thing so as a vegetarian i actually repaired a lot of my gut because i was simultaneously fermenting foods if Mm -hmm. i had known about the grains i could have probably been well, I definitely would have been much further ahead. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know if you need any help with that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah, certainly, certainly help you out with that. That's really cool. Yeah, and, you know, Word. that's right. That's what other people need. They need to know that there's somewhere to go, that there's there's some answer. Yeah, I talk about PPIs, you know, the proton pump inhibitors to people a lot. And they don't know that there's anything wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Anything at all. They, they have no knowledge of that. And I think that's just sad. But like, you can go down the list. You can go to cholesterol. You can go to Lipitor. Any medicine known. If I even mention it to someone that that, that they may be an issue, they look at me like I'm freaking insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's too bad. But, you know, there was a time, I always say to tell us people, there was a time when I would have thought you were insane. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's just... It's just we evolve and um you know i was teaching people the food guy pyramids telling them pharmaceutical drugs are the greatest thing in the world and all of these advancements and whatnot i mean I, i've totally been there and mm-hmm. you know i do i don't have a problem with with you know most, some pharmaceutical drugs but that's a whole other discussion but um yeah yeah i, I think we're all evolving and we just kind of go from step to step and when people are ready for the information that's when it's time to really start to to hit them over the head with it but when they're not really ready there's really not a whole lot you can do unfortunately yeah that's true yeah, yeah. you're gonna end up just getting into the regular prescription program when you go to see the regular doctor so yeah and then you don't have to think you just keep doing what you're doing and losing and losing mm-hmm. yeah it's deep it's not easy is it it, it's it's not easy, but you know what? It's fun. I en- enjoy every single moment of, of what I do. Uh, I'm I don't use the word blessed very often. I'm not really a religious guy so mm-hmm. much, but I've been truly blessed by you know what I've been able to do. And um, you know, I have a cool life where I wake up every day and I read and I tweet and I go on Facebook and I chat it up with people and I take the stuff that I read and I make videos and blogs about it and I get to interview some of the most mm-hmm. awesome experts in the world about these topics and so. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been really, really cool to think that my old roommate from maybe four or five years ago just gave me a webcam for Christmas and then, boom, here we are, you know, doing this <laughs> interview. So it's been really good to me, for sure. Follow your passion. That's yeah, about. I noticed that in your, you know, on your about page. It is, it is about passion and you mentioned yes. that. And, but, I mean, your demeanor, your positivity just shines. But you were mentioning you were on some some drugs for that before right so oh yeah was this during a vegetarian stage or low fat stage or it was definitely during a low fat stage i had been like that for forever i've just i've just always been a a real quiet type of person i can still be rather quiet believe it or not but um, quiet and introspective doesn't mean depressed that's just the type of person but exactly. Yeah. So I was depressed, had major social anxiety. I was one of those guys who was sweating all the time, had sweaty hands, um, didn't like to go to uh, social events because I would just sweat up a storm and just had to drink a lot so I can actually just calm down. You know, what I mean, um, one of those guys. And um, that's not normal, you know, by by any means for for anybody. And um, I finally got to the point where I was like, yo, this is not cool. Hmm. I've, I've tried all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've read all of these books. But you know what, I'm still laying in bed for several hours a day. Um, actually, when when I wasn't at work, man, I mean, I, I was in bed, 
you know. But the cool thing about this depression anxiety period for me is that while I was in bed, I wasn't mm-hmm. like laying there crying and stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and trying to sleep. I was in bed reading books about health, you know, <laughs> many hours out of the day. So, you know, it, it was a stepping stone. It was a mm-hmm. necessary evil for, for what I've got going on now. Um, but, yeah, I did go on PAX. So I remember they actually gave me uh, – what's that one? That one antidepressant, the most popular one? Like a Prozac. Oh, Prozac. Say, yeah. Yeah, Prozac. Prozac mm-hmm. He gave me the first day, and I was at the gym training somebody, and I just had this weird anxiety attack, and the room was spinning, and I was hyperventilating. I'll never forget that. Luckily enough, the the client I was with, uh, Beth, she was a um, a psychologist, so it didn't freak her out at all. She was really cool about it, but um, switched me over to Paxil. That's Paxil's what I wanted because uh, Ricky Williams was taking Paxil, the football player. Uh-huh. So I was like, I want to try that. So you want to try it because he's on? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was like, okay. Yeah, Ricky Williams is taking it. I'm going to take it. Ricky Williams is cool. Uh-huh. He runs through people. But um, so I, I did that, and I'll never forget the first week of being on Paxil was a trip. I didn't want to eat anything. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to sleep all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to yawn like like every five minutes. I was yawning, which was really really weird. Um, had no libido. Like like women could have just been men. It was just mm-hmm. weird. It was just like, wow, you are, you are, I was an asexual individual for about a week there. And I was on it for a year and I, you know, I find the the silver lining and everything. Um, so you missed, ta- you missed up though. You made a mistake. You didn't do the other half of Ricky Williams prescription smoking sure. blunts. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll keep that one to myself. <laughs> uh, it was college, but anyway. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? But you know what? It did teach me though that period. I mean, I was like going out all the time and uh, not even drinking because you know Paxil doesn't really go well with with alcohol. But I was hanging out a lot, and I'd really it helped me to realize that people weren't all evil. Mm-hmm. You know that that social experiences could be good experiences and so that's what i really took from it and at some point um after learning about paul check and mercola and metabolic typing and those things and changing my diet i said you know what let's get off of this and so i stopped taking it cold turkey didn't have any of the withdrawal symptoms or anything of that sort i actually went back i actually went vegetarian for a minute as i began to learn more about you know concentrated animal feeding operations and things of that sort i was like oh i don't want to eat this stuff so Mm -hmm. i went vegetarian and all of my symptoms came back and i actually got back on paxil um and then I was like, yo, this, this, this ain't right. And so I just started to get my meat or source my meat from better places like U.S. Mm-hmm. wellness meats and going to Whole Foods and getting grass-fed this and grass-fed that. Um, that, that brought me back. And hmm. so I was able to get off again. And that was, that was proof for me that this was very diet. But that's, yeah, yeah. This is very much part of what my diet was a big reason that, that I was feeling this way. And um, I haven't changed since. That's cool. And you are fortunate in that you used the Paxil for its intended purpose to bring you back to a state of mind where you can work on yourself. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, a lot of these, they've just become lifestyle drugs. You just take them forever. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I always see as the problem. I'm not anti pharma. I'm anti abuse. Yeah. You know, the, like a PPI, proton pump inhibitor. You take that, you take it for life. Unless you continue your education and you find, you know, try some self-experimentation because a doctor is not going to tell you to go home and make raw sauerkraut. 
Right. All right. I always say tell the client, tell clients when you're on a drug, there should always be a plan to get you off that drug. Off that drug. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's key. That's, and so mm-hmm. I, I, that's I, cool. I implemented my plan to get off and fortunately I did. That's cool. I'm glad you said that because I get a little wild, you know, I can get really <laughs> anti everything sometimes, but I, I like that perspective. Yeah. If there's a plan to get off the drug, then that makes sense to me. I like level headed sure. people. <laughs> I try to be, I try to be that way. <laughs> oh man it's pretty good where are we at here 50 minutes in i'm feeling good how are you i'm cool i'm yeah? cool man yeah i can keep talking i can i can quit i mean I, we can stop whatever you want to no. do what else do you got what do we need what do we need to cover uh that's you know that's that's really it you can throw any I topic out or... i don't have any magic bullets you know it's just a course of discovery for me so mm-hmm. i you, you cover everything on your podcast, you know, you've even got people on there talking about water, water cleanliness, how to filter water, all kinds of issues. Um, I, I love the podcast for that. Thank you very much. And the podcast, I like the podcast probably the most. I actually like the podcast more than doing YouTube videos because um, it allows my audience or my followers to actually i hate when i say followers the people yeah, i know you got to call them something that it's, yeah. it's fine fans yeah. whatever my, my fans whatever I, I, it kind of still worries me out yeah but, i know um, i know <laughs> it's it allows them though to um have access to these different experts you know that they really like and that's the reason why i have this show live you know we're recording this and that, that's totally cool i like to have it live so we can create that sense of community where you know yeah. i have my weekly callers like morley who calls in every week and it's just great for building community and giving access and so um yeah that, we're, that, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it forever what's that that's cool that morley cat is awesome He's my main man. That guy's great. <laughs> he's like he's a, a he's like a just a budding superstar. It's like I can't believe he's not famous because he's good. He's really good. He's he's fantastic, and that that's one of my my jobs this year is to to make Morley famous. Uh, <laughs> he's actually coming back on the show in um in March, late March, and so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about magnesium. It's something he's really passionate about, and you know when when I when I talk about this whole passion thing, and you know a lot of people it just kind of goes over their heads, but Morley is just a a really concrete example of just following your passion. You know, someone yeah, who right. that in the he's, medical world and was not happy with it. And, you know, Morley's not a young guy. And he just said, hey, I'm about to follow my passion and do what it is that I want to do. And so uh, he's studying, he's learning, he's working with people on a more holistic level. And uh, the mm-hmm. guy is just awesome. I'll never forget when I met Morley. Just, uh, just a cool dude sat me down and gave me a copy of The Tipping Point And it was like, Sean, you're the, you're the dude, man. You're the mm-hmm. guy who's going to make this a, a more mainstream thing. And I really took that to heart. And uh, he's one of, my, one of my best friends. Real cool cat. Yeah, I like that. I like the whole idea that, you know, he's just, he's been in the system for a long time. And, you know, he's emerging because of discovery, you know, newfound knowledge and you know, just uh, the continuing education. I love it. That's cool. Morley's going to be joining us soon. He's actually getting a, a radio show on Blog Talk Radio. It's, oh, really? Uh, it's it's around the corner. He and I just had a pretty good conversation about that a couple oh, weeks ago. That's really cool. Yep. It looks like you and Mark Sisson are like best buds or something. What's up with that? 
how that happened. Uh, Mark's Mark's just a, a great guy. I, I really like Mark. Um, he's just a, a smart guy. He, he takes the thing seriously. He, he blogs on a daily basis. He's great at the business side of it as well. And so I, I really uh, I'm becoming more business minded as this thing goes on. Because um, mm-hmm. of course we got to make money. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, yeah, he he's just a great guy. Just going out to his his home and and meeting him and seeing how he lives was just really cool. And uh, just you know, I like nice people. You know, he's just uh, that Mark doesn't have an evil bone in his body, so I really like that about him. And most of these people whom whom I speak with and whom I've met have just been super just cool people. I can't mm-hmm. really think of anybody I can say anything bad about, which is rather rare. There may be one or two, but but yeah, just just, they're just really nice yeah. people. That's when, when you're healthy, you know, you tend to be a happier individual as right. exemplified by Weston A. Price. You know, those are very healthy yet extremely happy people. And, you know, their health is one of the things that made them happy. Yeah, that's cool. So right now, are you on a um, an, any particular template, or have you just got this dialed in and you just flow in the food world? Do you you know are you on a the, on, on on the primal blueprint or anything like that? I hate to to um, put myself into a category. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, again, I'm I'm a jerf guy. I'm all about okay. eating real food and listening to the body. Um, you know, my journey in this whole game is just it's ever evolving. Um, yesterday, I opened up um, the Perfect Health Diet by Paul Geminet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Geminet. He's going to be mm-hmm. on the show soon. He sent me the book over, and I was just really fascinated by his uh, reasoning behind having a high-fat diet. And I'm going to sit back tonight, and I'm going to read through it a little more and maybe draw some stuff on my whiteboard and see if I can make some connections and make a video out of it because it really made a lot of sense uh-huh. uh, to me. And um, Well, I'm, but- I'm looking forward to the, you trying that because I want to hear your results with safe starches. I want to hear how that goes for you. Yeah, I will certainly share that. I'm always just, you know, I think my diet right now is pretty darn dialed in. I feel good 95% of the time. Of course, we all have our times when we don't. Uh, but hey, if I can feel better, let's go ahead and, and make that happen. Make yeah, absolutely. Right? Human, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah. You know, this will lead to something else, which will lead to something else. I interviewed Matt Stone the other day. He's always just tinkering and just trying new things and just trying to perfect this whole deal. And, you mm-hmm. know, do I expect everybody else to do that? Absolutely not. I'd expect, I, what I do expect is for them to kind of just take the information to, to spark their minds and allow them to start thinking for themselves instead of just getting information from the government and from whomever else who doesn't know what they're talking about yeah right <laughs> so are you on board with Merkola? are you cool with him um uh, yes i i think uh Mercola's is a a cool dude to be honest i think he puts out fantastic information mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't like him because he's a marketer and he will tell you he's a marketer that's what he does he he exchanges a phenomenal service which is outstanding information and he sells stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have a big problem with that and i i absolutely don't because you know i don't i've never looked at mercola's um accounting or or how he Mm -hmm. spends his money but if you're doing good in the world you deserve to be rewarded for that and the way that we reward ourselves these days is through financial compensation Mm -hmm. No problem with that. It's just the, the the law of the universe. And if Mercola is taking his money and doing great things, that's awesome. Yeah, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't take issue with the fact that he's a 
he's a marketer. For me, it's the way in which he does it. A bit of a fear monger and foil hat kind of approach at times. But that's just my personal take. Yeah, I don't really get that from Mercola at all as far okay. as being a, a fear monger. Some people it, will well, say it this. Feels like, it feels like the 11 o'clock news. Um, important news, you know, um, or your, so your children, your child doesn't die tonight in their bed, you know, tune in more at 11 or some insane headline, you know, it's headline driven. That's marketing, man. That's marketing. If, you're, if you ever read a That's, book about Well, I'm going to write a book, the dark, side, the dark Side of Marketing, then. Yeah, just seriously. I've been actually, I've been actually uh, during this last month, where I just kind of took a break from reading health-related materials. And, you know, I read more about marketing because you have to market if you want to get this out to a, you know, bigger audience. You need to bring them in. And so um, that, was, that was pretty much what I got from all of the books that I read. You yeah. need to have a strong headline. You need to make people stop and go, wait, I need to read this i need yeah. to watch that and he and does it he's got the marketing blueprint he's and good he is oh. very good I'll yeah, give him a, that <laughs> he's got an email list of over a million people I, mean, <laughs> I wish that's i had an email yeah, list right. of over a million people that's that's phenomenal so again are you doing in, good in the world it, dude seriously in fairness i mean he was one of the first health gurus that i actually followed or learned from when i you know i'm um, using his website i had his no grain diet book and um, the, the other one, and he's been pretty influential for me. I, he's just one of those guys, one of my hot button guys, but you know, helped me a lot. Absolutely. As long as you're helping people, everything's good. Cool. All right. So this year you're going to be helping people with seminars online, in person. Let's go through that one more time. So I'll have uh, about four summits this year okay. and uh, really looking forward to the Paleo Summit in February. I'm going to continue to make videos on YouTube. I have a lot of fun with those. I kind of got burnt out after a little while last year and took a long break, but uh, been having really a lot of fun with those. And the radio show again starts up uh, this coming uh, Thursday with Dr. Thomas O'Brien, actually talking about a really cool topic, um, PRPs, proline-rich peptides, which are actually a part of colostrum. Very like one one percent, maybe it's less than one percent, are actually in colostrum. But um, there are places where you can get uh, f- like four percent. And these concentrated proline-rich peptides are very helpful for people with neurological disorders such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, and and on and on epilepsy. Um, and so he has tremendous experience as well as research with this. And I was watching his um, identifying and conquering gluten sensitivity DVD pack it's like eight hours of just gluten stuff it was phenomenal and i was like yo people need to know about this because we all know somebody who has alzheimer's or dementia and whatever we can do to help these people um gosh i i really want to to, to do that and at least give them information they need and see if they want to use it and it's up to them um but yeah we've got a great lineup uh Gemini, um for Goso, matt stone's coming on um i'm really trying to find deanna duke i believe is coming on she wrote a book recently called uh um, the non-toxic Avenger, really trying to get some new blood mm-hmm. into uh, Underground Wellness Radio. I feel like sometimes I recycle guests a little bit too much, but they, they've got such great information. Why not? But I really want to yeah. get some new blood in there this year. And uh, let's see, what else am I doing? I'm going to start speaking more often. Um, considering putting together some workshops and taking it on the road. And uh, I really, I don't think I've shared this on the radio yet, but I, I really see myself 
continuing with the health game forever, but I also see myself maybe taking a little, a little left turn and getting mm-hmm. more into that uh, personal development mindset. I really love talking about that. I love reading this stuff. I love trying it and doing it and being it. And I feel like I can empower people not only to be healthier, but just to be better people in their relationships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything when you can help them with their mindset. And so that's, cool. um, yeah, you that, should... that's where I'm going. I like that. You should you should do some kind of like tag team deal, like join up with someone who's like already got like the p- ultimate plan out there. Like a uh, who am I thinking of? What's his name? Um, a GTD, get, um, getting things done. Like, yeah. do you know that program? I've heard of that program. I, you, I haven't you should, looked at it. Though. Uh, you should look into that. I mean, if you melded your knowledge and your wisdom with uh, like a getting things done program, that could be very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it's going to take me, man. I love talking about values and goals. And, man, it, it's just really cool. In, in March, I'm going to go uh, walk over the coals with uh, Tony Robbins. I'm really pumped about that. And just just, just learn mm-hmm. about this and just help people live more powerful lives. It's, 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 it's cool. Right. I love my life. My life is freaking awesome. That's fantastic. Really cool. thing. Have a great apartment downtown San Diego, make my own hours, do the stuff I love to do. And uh, I would like more people to, to kind of live the way I do and kind of, uh, hmm. you know, again, follow their passion and um, help others. That's what it's about. I like it. I think we get too. it. Oh, that's, that's just fantastic. Yeah, I lived in San Diego for about five years. So you said you're downtown? I'm downtown. I'm literally right next door to the to the ballpark. Oh, that's uh, cool. Petco Park. Yeah. Dead quite a renaissance down there. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to live in my hood about five, six years ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, thank you. This has been awesome. One awesome hour. Thank you very much, Brian. Good stuff. All right, man. I'm going to have all, all the info for everyone in the show links. And um, that's it, folks. We're out. Bye.